Hey, what's up? I'm Anthony. And I'm Dan. And we are J&J Missions, spreading the gospel by all means, one soul at a time. We give live talks, we make YouTube videos, and you can find us all over social media. And as you probably figured, we have a podcast. Whether we're giving spiritual tips, deliberating about current events, or talking saints and devotionals, we want to bring the Catholic faith to you in a totally orthodox, yet relatable, down-to-earth way. If you want to support us, head over to our website, www.jmjmissions.com. All right, so we are back with a new season. Season, season three. three. Welcome, Danielle. Yes, we are back with our permanent guest, our good friend, Danielle, with an E, Avila. Uh, we are so happy to have her. Uh, and on this new season, we actually have like uh, different segments we're going to do. So the first segment, instead of this typical small talk, it's actually going to be called Stuff in the World. Um, the reason we called it Stuff in the World sounds kind of vague, and that's actually totally intentional. Uh, it could be about current events. It could be about random new things we've noticed. Like, you know, you notice that a lot of people are, uh, I don't know, picking their nose in the shop right line for Same. the grocery store. Like, oh, I'm just, <laughs> that's something I've noticed in the world. Hopefully that's not something we end up actually talking about. Uh, but anything that we have noticed going on, big, small, funny, serious, we will just talk about. After that, we are going to have our topic um, a different new topic every single every single time we do it. We are gonna try to have like juicier topics, yeah, like interesting things, mm-hmm. kind of things you just don't want to skip over. And we'll give the Catholic optimis- optimistic perspective on these topics. They might be spiritual, they might be things going on in the world. They could be anything. And finally, uh, we are keeping the Saint Cup, but with a twist. We are not calling it the Saint Cup anymore. We've done enough saints. We may bring that back in a future season. But we are going to have the Da-votional cup. And why is it going to be called the Da-votional? Instead of devotional cup, um, Danielle will be announcing the devotion that we pick randomly from the cup every single session. And her initials are D-A. Duh. So, That's duh. <laughs> so we're going to do Da-davotional cup. Mm-hmm. And she has to be the one who reads it every time. She's the official chooser. She'll be the official chooser person for the devotional <laughs> cup, yep. aptly named after her. Yeah. And Danielle, how many times do you think you've been called Danielle in your life? All the times. <laughs> All the times. I mean, like, people question how I spell my own name. Really? Yeah. And I'm just like, no, doing it right. Promise. <laughs> Did you ever wait a really long time to correct someone if they called you Danielle for, like, five years? I have an aunt that kind of still currently says it, and it's yes and she still says it and it sounds like she's saying danielle and i've just given you just up. let it go yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's okay but. uh one of our best friends his name is ryan we met him his freshman year i was in eighth grade respectively and uh he let us call him brian for like literally <laughs> i'm not even gonna lie probably mo- like like a month no it wasn't that long no, it, no, was no. A, it was a long time no no we we found out it was ryan like three or four days after we met him which was still a little embarrassing because like we hung out with him three or four times and called him brian <laughs> yeah but, like, literally, I remember, like, two weeks in, I was like, all right, we heard it's Ryan. Is it Brian or Ryan? And he literally said, oh, I don't care. Right. <laughs> but, no, but I actually want to know, what is it? And, like, he, it took him a month for him to actually say, yeah, it's Ryan. <laughs> so as, as long as it's not that bad, yeah. you know. I feel like that's a big difference. My name, it's like sometimes someone will say Danielle, too, because I have a lot of friends named Danielle. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it sounds like they're saying Danielle, but that's just what my ears trained right. to hear. So it's just, yeah. it's so close, though, that it's, yeah. yeah okay you, yeah you, you can take it yeah right. i deal with mm-hmm. it i deal with it all right now for that first segment i'm actually not the host today Anthony that's right is. what's yeah. our first segment at all right so our, our stuff in the world we're talking about pickleball today 
And I don't know if you know what pickleball is, but it's the fastest growing sport in the entire country. And let me tell you, it is incredibly addicting. I've been playing this summer too much to the point where I have like blisters on my feet and like I can't even walk in the morning, but it's totally worth it. And I have since gotten Dan totally hooked. Like Dan played with me once and I thought it was just being a nice friend, like, you know, kind of joining in on a hobby that I had. Little little did he know yeah. I was like dreaming about it that right. night. Right. And then like he went and bought his own paddle like the next day and was like totally hooked. And now it might even be better than me, but probably not. You know, so, we'll, we'll see. We're going to play singles soon. Now, soon. Yeah, what, what is Oh, uh, what is it? Yeah, true. Good question. <laughs> so what it is, it is, uh, the way that I describe it, it's either mini tennis or giant ping pong. Right. It has some aspects of tennis, but it's a much smaller surf, uh, court area. It has some aspects of ping pong, but it's much bigger than a ping pong table. Interesting. Right. So, and it's four people that play, and it's so much, it's such a good workout. Mm-hmm. We, you can burn like 600 calories per hour. Oh, so yeah. I lost a little bit of weight. My dad lost 45 pounds just from playing pickleball so it's it's pretty intense yeah anthony first told me he's like yeah i've been playing pickleball recently there's like a community that plays like they kind of just rotate games and teams in and out for fun i was like all right dude like you're you're getting old yeah because i thought i thought pickleball was just like old people just did that for fun like i knew what pickleball was but i never played it before so i yeah nothing to do i came out with them and i had the best time ever so i've been playing too much actually right like like, the workout is so good you know i have to actually I've literally had to pray about this and had to actually like pray that God will help me place him first in my life. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm a teacher. It's summer. I have some downtime besides JMJ. I'm done the college, the grad class in theology that I was taking. So like some free time. And I have actually had to pray that God puts himself first again and that I can do that and keep pickleball, you know, as a good, as healthy, a hobby, a good healthy hobby, but secondary mm-hmm. to my spiritual life. Cause <laughs> it is that, addicting yeah and that much fun you could play singles you could play doubles and it's basically ping pong ish paddles a little mm-hmm. more hard a little more heavy duty yeah uh and a little bigger than a ping pong paddle with a plastic ball right wiffle ball almost almost like a wiffle ball yeah. but heavier mm-hmm. and it is fun and yeah. as you said anthony a uh surface like kind of like a tennis court but smaller smaller yeah. and danielle i think you'd be good at it if you played i mean you just have to learn how to play but i think you'd be good so I'd try it. I'd yeah try it. i think you'd be good so have you ever had something like this, obviously not pickleball, but something that you've been like really, really that you've latched onto something that was like really exciting. And then maybe you noticed like you spent too much time on it or it had to pull back. I mean, the only thing that I can really think of is just like my, the animals I have. Mm-hmm. So like just overly just doing stuff with them. And I mean, not that you can ever overly take care of animals, right. <laughs> but like, I do think I spend a lot of time out there. Um, and this is just me reflecting now, like what I should probably do now, um, just from what you guys are saying. Like I should, you know, pray about it and really ask God to put himself first in my life again. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, not that he's not, but, you know, because I do look at my animals and just the yard that I have because it's just a, such a beautiful spot. And I really do like just see all of God's beauty in it. Um but I do need to like step back and take that quiet time for myself and, you know, just do more of that in my life for sure. Right. So, right. Yeah. You know, we can all have those kinds of um, hobbies where like, they're not bad things. People say, and as, as a teacher, my students say, well, there's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing wrong with that. And there are a lot of beautiful things that this world has to offer that are nothing but good, like recreational activities, taking care of animals is a great thing. Mm -hmm. You know, getting a workout's a good thing, playing in a community of people, like a sport like pickleball or any sport, not bad at all. But, um, you know, it's funny. Uh, we don't break the first commandment directly anymore today, like how they did in the Old Testament by like worshiping false gods. Mm-hmm. But we can accidentally worship stuff by right. taking it 
spending too much time thinking about that instead of our prayer life or the Lord or, or using it for good. Right. Like using like maybe, you know, for example, a, a couple of nights ago, there was a guy that came to pickleball late at night um, who I don't think he knew anybody. He was kind of there. He had a lower level skill. He was at a lower skill level than most of the other people. And, you know, when you're playing a sport with somebody who is at a much lower level, it's not as fun to play. And myself and um, Anthony and a couple other guys ended up just playing with him because we could tell it was making his night to be able to play yeah. with us. Yeah, he was a great kid. He was a really guy. nice guy. Oh, yeah. 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 And um, and it was like a nice time, a nice patient time. And he drove away that night very happy in a good mood. And when he had come, I didn't know if he was in the best mood. So in that sense, we're kind of doing that for God because anything you do to the least, as Jesus says, you kind of do to him. So I think we have to make sure to use all these good hobbies and good rec- recreational activities for the Lord and to keep them in their place. And then it's all, all good at right. that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And speaking about stuff in the world, Danielle, you ha- recently had a Instagram reel go totally viral with one of your animals, which is awesome. <laughs> but it's funny how that leads into our topic today, which is about the dangers of the algorithms on social media. So right after this little mini break, we're going to hear from Danielle about what blew up on her social media and all about algorithms. All right, so our topic today is dangerous algorithms, and I think the two most addicting social medias are TikTok and Instagram. So guys, why is it that you think that they're so addicting? You start scrolling maybe for a few minutes, and before you know it, an hour has gone by. Why is that? Um, I mean, I think more recently it's gotten more addicting because of the just continuous rolling um, that you can do on the, both of those apps now. Um, and Instagram just updated, maybe not just, but it updated recently where even the pictures you can just swipe up, swipe up, swipe up. Yeah, It's that same kind of like vibe that the Reels have and that right. TikTok has. And I think that's what really sucks you in is just the fact that you could just keep looking and keep looking and stop it when you want to stop it and just watch it for zero seconds or 10 seconds whatever um and that really i know for me pulls me in for a long time yeah and you know what gets me is on tiktok i want to find the next funny thing because i really like finding a video that makes me laugh and then thinking of someone that would also find it funny and then Mm -hmm. sending it to them and like so like that keeps me hooked it's like a little dopamine reward center. So, Dan, what hooks you on these apps? Well, honestly, what happened... Well, me, it's it's like a grab bag, miscellaneous things, like whatever I'm into. So, recently, it's been pickleball videos. <laughs> uh, it'll be religious stuff. It'll be spiritual quotes. It'll be whatever. I get new Catholic, which is cool. Yeah. New Catholic content all the time, just coming into the Explore page or just on ads on my homepage on Instagram. And I don't have a TikTok, but when I'm on JMJ's TikTok, same thing. Interesting thing you said, Dan, about the... Uh, scrolling they've done studies that that swiping motion with the thumb somehow is like really addicting and whenever you do something that involves a swipe it's like people will get a dopamine rush i didn't know that yeah and apparently that's apparently why like angry birds was so successful because it's that same swiping oh, motion wow. stuff like that um interesting stuff the developers know exactly what it's going to take to get you hooked i think not only that swiping motion but the topic today algorithms every time you watch something as we just mentioned it will send you more of that stuff yep. to get you more addicted. So it's it's as if, rewind back 15 years ago, it's as if you're watching TV. The cable knows what you're watching, and immediately every channel, when you bring up the guide, is something has to having to do similar. with that. You would never get off the TV. Yeah, mm-hmm. You'd see a show, oh my God, I love that show, and all of a sudden, all these similar episodes of that show or similar shows pop up. Oh my gosh, and people were spending too much time watching TV as it was. That's what's happening on people's phones. It can work for good, 
like the Catholic content we were talking exactly. about. It, actually, Dan, you have a little story about something successful that just happened to you that algorithms helped out with. Yeah, um, so I just posted a video, it's probably last month, beginning of this month, I forget, but I posted a video recently and it was audio from The Mandalorian, which was kind of falling out, in my opinion, of mm -hmm. like the trending kind of, mm -hmm. you know, area. Um, so I posted it and I posted it at 11.30 p.m. because I always kind of try to post between that time when I do. Um, and now, a couple weeks later, the video is at 4.9 million views. 4.9 million views. I don't even know how many likes. And there's almost 300 comments. And, of course, I'm, like, responding to people because I'm like, hey, let's roll yeah, with this. Right. Let's, let's see if I can, uh, you know, get some more followers from, yeah. you know, just people that are interested in the farm life yeah and that's <laughs> and that's fine i mean that's animals that's beautiful we're just saying how like those certain things can glorify god so nothing wrong with that that's the good side of it stuff like what we're trying to do with jmj if one of our videos catches an algorithm on tiktok or mm -hmm. or instagram um even facebook now they're using algorithms for yeah. different reels and things like that that's great because you're getting the gospel message out there the greatest message in the history of the world but there's a whole extra flip side to that coin and that flip side is the negative stuff. Uh, so many negative things can um, can enter into your you know your mind and your brain and things that you see uh, in so many different ways. Um, it could just be wasting time. Like mm -hmm. maybe maybe you know you watch one farm video, which is fine, great, and then mm -hmm. it ends up becoming four hours exactly. worth of scrolling, as we just said. And it can actually get a little more serious than that. Yeah, um, I think of all the young influencers you know, an attractive woman or something like that, a good looking dude that's just kind of out there doing doing their TikTok and their Instagram just for straight up for their own attention. I mean, we all want attention. I mean, it's not like it's not a human thing to, to want attention and to like that and to gravitate towards it. Uh, but in the end, it doesn't really do any good for anybody. It's certainly not good for our souls to become obsessed with what people think of us. So I think of like an attractive girl, you know, putting up pictures or whatever, sometimes risque, and then the algorithm it hits the algorithm and then all kinds of people millions of people see those pictures right and then it just feeds her ego or exactly. feeds the dude's ego mm -hmm. who's, who just put the picture up and it doesn't really do any good besides that yeah so the algorithm will, will work negatively in both ways because a it'll inspire that person to post more content like that right and then which is e, totally vain it's like vanity right and then b it's putting out that content that maybe shouldn't be viewed to all kinds of people for them to view yeah, as a teacher, I've actually had, and as a youth minister, I've had multiple uh, guys, y young guys, I should say boys, but they're adolescents, uh, literally tell me, um, they'll say like, you know, I I can't get off TikTok or Instagram because I'll see one attractive girl, I'll look at that picture, and then I just get flooded right. with mm -hmm. hundreds and hundreds of photos of, of girls dressed in because risque clothing, and like, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a guy, it's hard for me to control that, it's hard for me to look away, before you know it, I'm, I'm falling into sin. Right, or, you know? and TikTok doesn't care about your soul. What they care about is keeping you on that app. The right. last thing they want is you to get off the app. Exactly. So they're going to notice what you watched, or especially if you watch something more than once, then they're going to give you similar things. So right. it's totally a vicious cycle. And I think TikTok is especially dangerous in the very beginning. Before you tell it what it is that you like, it'll show you a little bit of everything. It'll show you, like, car stuff. It might show you some inappropriate things. It might show you this and that. Funny things. And then, then as you, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? As you spend more time on the app, and if you avoid the things you're not supposed to look at, it won't show you anymore. Right. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. kind of like a temptation. I think Francis de Sales, St. Francis de Sales, mentions how when you first get a temptation in your mind, 
the best time to get rid of it is when it first pops in there. Yep. Because if you're getting a bad temptation, whatever it's for, mm -hmm. impurity seems to be the most most common one, but it could be any kind of subject. As soon as that temptation hits you, you start to like give that some wiggle room. Yep. You you're start losing. to like like think about it and, and sit in it. It becomes harder and harder to say no to. It's like that snowball. It's rolling down the yep. mountain or. Or it's like a train. It's like a train that gets exactly. moving. Like the easiest time to get off of a train is like right away. You exactly. know, like the train, if you wait too long, you can't jump off that train. Going 60 miles an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just got to stay on the train. Now. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so the same thing with TikTok or with Instagram or the reels or whatever. Like if you can avoid those bad things for a short time, it'll just stop showing you that. And it, it, it's literally how our souls work. Mm -hmm. You know, like. But the, it's also not just. You, the algorithm works based off of what you're just watching. It's like, right. you know, you don't, you don't have to like hit it. that like button. Yeah. Um, and, that's and that's kind scary. of what's scary now, too, because it's like a video will pop up that maybe for me, I might not necessarily like, or you don't know what's to come at the end of it. Uh -huh. And you're watching it because you're intrigued. And then it's like, boom, whatever happens. So that kind of jumps into your algorithm, which... Yeah. You know, it's right. like, okay, what can I do about this? I mean, one thing that I, my best friend on Instagram for a long time became the show me less like this button. Um, so I would always just go and hit that when I saw something <laughs> that I didn't want to see. Because I was just like, I don't even want the temptation to come in here. Exactly. Show me less button. I didn't know that. I don't know. Is if, that on? I don't know if it's still it might there. Be, is that a YouTube thing or? No, it no? was on Instagram. Really? Like, I, oh. yeah, like, oh, so awesome. I, would, I would click and it would be like, show me less like this. We'll um, I think still that it's there. still yeah. there. That's oh, awesome look. if it is. Oh, man. And you know, another scary thing that might happen is, it's funny, at, at the beginning of this podcast, we talked about pickleball. Mm -hmm. And Danielle probably hasn't heard too many people talking about pickleball lately. Right. But because our phones even listen to us too, and so do those apps, like, Danielle, I'm interested. I want to see if, like, in the next few days, if you start seeing, like, pickleball videos, like, suggested to you, which right. would be I insane. I could put money on it. It yeah. probably will come that, up. Uh -huh. Now, that's scary. Yeah. That even when you don't comment or like it, but not even that. Yeah. You just talk about it. And exactly. your phone hears it while your phone is off, yep. by the way. Or uh -huh. maybe not off, or just but like it's, at least it's on standby. Yeah. It's not, you're not actively using it. It hears you. That's happened to me so yeah. many times. When I was planning my wedding with my wife, this was two years ago. I was planning my wedding with my wife. Um, I didn't search any wedding stuff in my phone. I, we had just talked about it right after I proposed. And all of a sudden, I looked at my phone and all these wedding venues were coming up. It's like, that is creepy. That's nuts. Yeah. Now, think about how dangerous this is because we're at least thinking about this spiritually. We're aware. We're like, okay, you know, we, we can, we're going to give you guys some tips, our listeners, uh, soon after this on how we can, like, you know, fight against this and, and use social media in healthy ways and, and protect your soul, right? How many people are thinking like this? So you have all these poor teenagers. We're so failing the youth and the young adults of our of our society because all these millions and billions of people even around the world that aren't thinking spiritually, that their, their soul is just being constantly bombarded with the negative vices that they're looking at over and over and over again. How many people are actually taking a step back and saying, this is not good for me. I got to take a step back. I need to watch other things, hit the, the don't show me this button, yeah. whatever it takes, take a break from social media for a few weeks. Like people are starting to do that in natural ways. Thank God. But supernaturally, when it comes to like actually being spiritually minded, most people have no idea it's even happening to them. Yeah. That's the scariest part. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like when you think about the devil, they say the devil's greatest victory is convincing the world he doesn't exist. Because then you're not going to fight against it. It's the same with this stuff on social media. It's Unless totally... you're aware of it, your soul could be taking hits. Yeah. And you don't even know it. And speaking of tactics of the devil, I mean, one of his favorite tactics is division. And I think TikTok and Instagram can divide without people even noticing. Because the algorithm is so well-defined, 
uh, let's say you're someone who's pro-life. Like, you know, as Catholics, we're, we're called to be pro-life and, you know, be anti-abortion and things like that. So on my personal TikTok and Instagram, I've actually only seen one video of pro-abortion. And I'm not saying I want to see more. Like, I'm not, like, saying, like, oh, where is it? I'm not looking for it. <laughs> right. But that shows how it gives you what you like. So because I'm only seeing my pro-life stuff, which, again, is a good thing, I'm only in the pro-life world. So it just shuts you down to everything else. And again, I'm not saying go explore the other side, but it's because it just keeps you isolated and in a box. I feel like compromise with people and willingness to understand each other is at an all time low. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. You know, and even like 15, 20 years ago, there are people that on different sides, of the political spectrum. I mean, this is America. This is the world. People in general are going to have different views on politics and on spirituality and on religion and, and and lifestyle and all these kinds of things but at the end of the day if you're in the united states like and you're a 12 year old kid 15 years ago you're still watching nickelodeon you're yeah. still watching disney like everybody else you're still watching all the adults were still watching the same three or four news channels right the, the same sit- sitcoms right everyone's watching seinfeld right like whatever you know <laughs> like that shows how old i am i was very little my mom was always watching seinfeld yeah. right but like now that's not happening anymore because we all these different views and we're not really watching tv anymore we're just on our phones looking at stuff that just confirms our own biases about everything so we're never as you said never being opened up to other points of view um now thank god we have the church so as catholics i feel like i'm protected because i i know what god's point of view is to an extent because the church guides us but for every other aspect of like life you only see the stuff you want to see so all these different groups and of people that think certain ways are now becoming more divided and we're becoming more tribalistic. It's not like we're one big American or worldly even like global society anymore. It's like we're all in our different camps just watching stuff that fuels our own our little own camp, camp and our own interests and not interacting with anybody else. So it's no wonder the division in our society, especially around presidential elections, I'm just bracing myself for 2024. No wonder it's getting worse and worse as things go on. Yeah, I think the tribal analogy, that's a good way to put it, because yeah. when in real life tribes, like hundreds and hundreds of years ago, like you wouldn't be friends with someone in a different tribe. Right. And now we're like that again. Like if I think this way and Danielle thinks a different way, the, what our culture is telling us today is that we can't be friends. And like that's right. not true. Like we, right. we can disagree about things and still be like civil. Yeah. Exactly. And there's also yeah. just a lack of ability to have a conversation about it. That's a normal conversation of like. I just, I noticed that in a lot of, you know, with my friends at least, you know, we just don't talk about it. And there are, I do have a lot of friends that I can talk to about it, but, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to, to talk to just a stranger about it because people just go from perfectly calm and then they realize what you believe in and it turns very radical. Yeah. <laughs> triggered. And yes. That, yeah. And that makes sense if the person you're talking to never ever ever is exposed to your point of view because they're always being confirmed but by what they see in social media yeah and just further divided that makes sense even 10 years ago i remember i would debate with people that weren't on the same side as me spiritually or on the political spectrum and like it'd be a friendly conversation like oh i disagree i disagree maybe you get a little heated who wouldn't about spirituality and politics it's like the two things you should never talk about at work they say you yeah know? or holidays or, <laughs> yeah so like oh like, you mean like you, oh you yeah, like, yeah. Family? like don't talk about holidays at work <laughs> i meant like at holidays you shouldn't talk about like faith and like, politics yeah i was like yeah. geez man i talk about my christmas all the time <laughs> yeah. to people I hope happy like. easter <laughs> right um, yeah, those are the two things that you shouldn't talk about for a good reason because people have very opinionated opinions on it. Um, <laughs> but you can't even talk to a lot of people now. I, I saw a uh, a post on Facebook and it was some guy holding up a sign and it said, um, we can disagree and still be friends. And he was just holding it up. 
And then literally most that I had seen this uh, photo posted by multiple different people on my Facebook feed and um, a majority of the people posted below it commented, no, if you if you're pro-life, I don't want to be your friend. Yeah. If you hate women, I don't want to be your friend, which obviously pro-lifers don't hate women at all. But like it was like, if you think this way, if you, you know, I don't want to, we can't be friends. And that is something even 10 years ago, nobody was saying. Right. And you know, it's interesting. I'm not going to mention the artist, the musical artist name, but there was an artist that said that anyone who is pro-life don't listen to my music, which is just like, you know, like, why would you say that? Yeah. Like, it's, it's just, it's yeah. just straight up divisiveness just for divisiveness. And, um, Abraham Lincoln was quoting the Bible right before the civil war when he said, maybe during the civil war, when he said a house divided itself against itself cannot stand. That was Jesus who said that, you know, the first sign of the devil entering a society or a family or a group of friends or a workplace is division. You can disagree, but be civil, respect people with, with their, the dignity that they deserve as human beings. You know, um, that's what our faith teaches us to do. As soon as that starts breaking down, whew, man, you know, the devil's making his moves. So what do we do about this? How do we fix it? I guess we're all just doomed. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> yeah. Well, catch us next time on JMJ. <laughs> I think it's just meeting people where they are. I think that's what's so important. It's just listening, which I know I have trouble with listening a lot of times. Um, but when you're having a conversation with someone listening um, to just everything that they have to say and just really meeting them where they are in life, because, you know, I have friends that I've known for years and, you know, maybe we've fallen off and not talked for a long time and well one friend in particular um and she came back into my life and like now she is in rcia and wants to become catholic you know like i kind of knew when we started talking again i was like something's happening but um <laughs> but it's really just meeting people where they are and not pushing them away even if you don't agree right because you're going to like you said dan you're going to see and meet people and talk to people that you don't agree with but how else are we going to make you know peace in this world if if we just stay divided? Yeah, absolutely right. And listening is huge because it makes people feel like they matter. Mm -hmm. And then right away, like when you're listening to someone with your undivided attention, like that's a great way to like break that ice. It's hard to do. Yeah, it is. Anthony, you're really good at it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, I almost said what as if I wasn't listening. But. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah, you're right. Um, if you can show people that you care for them and love them, it goes a long way. If you're just going to argue back and forth the same talking points, you may be completely correct in what you're saying, especially if spiritu spiritually people are so misguided today. Politically, people are really misguided and really they get revved up so easily. But if you could just show, okay, like I care about you. I hear what you have to say. I disagree, but here's why. And you say it calmly and mm -hmm. nicely and respectfully. Most people will vibe with that. Most people will respect that. You'll get through to them. Mm -hmm. I always say as a teacher, as a Catholic school teacher, I have to teach church teachings quote-unquote controversial church teachings i mean there's really no controversial church teachings if you think about it like they're all from in, god in the catholic beautiful. eyes they're not controversial but in the world's but eyes the, they are yeah in the yeah. world's eyes they're yeah. totally controversial people don't like them i have to i have to teach this to like 15 to 18 year olds man give me any idea how antagonistic they can be towards certain church teachings like whoa you know but they when they know that i love them if I can convince them, which I obviously do feel this way, that I'm on their side, that I care about them, that I don't mean anything bad by it, that I genuinely care, they'll listen to whatever I have to say. Yeah, they're way more open. Way more open. Mm -hmm. They might, not even, you might. Sometimes you get them to agree with you. Yeah. Sometimes they have a change of heart. They have a conversion. Sometimes they don't. But at least you're having a civil, good conversation. And you're planting some seeds. Right. Yeah. I think also sometimes kids realize that we 
we were there recently. You know, like we were in that position recently and we also, you know, we struggled through the things that maybe we did that weren't the following church teachings. Right. So we went through it. We did what maybe we weren't supposed to do. I know that I did in many situations and I was like, well, this didn't work. So (laughs) let me tell other people that it didn't work because maybe they won't make the same mistakes. Yeah, true. You know, just and it's out of love because it's like, you know what? You know, I'll try to say these things to you to help you. And if you listen, you listen. But, you know, it's definitely true. Out of It's out of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny when, like, when my students ask me questions about the controversial things, I tell them, like, hey, look, guys, when I was your age, I was on your side. I thought the same way you did. I was like, I used to write research papers on how much I thought the death penalty was awesome. And they were like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think that way anymore. <laughs> like, But it's like, it's, yeah, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I think the only way that we're going to be able to actually have the grace in our hearts to like pull that off, because it's hard to be patient with people, it really is, um, is through prayer. If you have a good spiritual life, just in general, um, you kind of have a peace about you most of the time. Like I said, we're in the, if this flesh and blood world. We're never going to be perfect, but you have more of a peace about you and you're able to be more patient with people. And I think that just speaks volumes. It probably even speaks more than than what you're saying, actually, your demeanor. Um, then the church teachings, the, the political stuff, maybe that'll come in time with them, with the seeds that you're planting. So the biggest thing we can do is not become discouraged. We live in a very divisive world. We live in a world with just, there's just sin and temptation with these algorithms all over the place. We got to just be a light. We got to be positive. We got to be optimistic. And I also love studying church history because it shows you that throughout the 2000 years this church has been around, the Catholic church, Christianity in general, there's been so many ups and downs. And guess what? Looking back, God had it all under control every single time yep so in our day and age Mm -hmm. it's pretty divisive it's 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 uh it's the fastest age when i say fast i mean just all the stuff being thrown at us the the algorithms the social media it's the most distracted worldly age we've probably ever had in the history of the world and guess what god's got it covered so we got to be that light in the meantime for people to show them that they can disagree and uh, still be patient and still love people and then through that we'll bring the gospel message to people that need it badly yep And just a quick practical tip, and if you feel like you're too hooked on social media, like if you think maybe it's time to take a break, it probably is a time to take a break. And also, you're not going to miss anything. You know, like shut down for a month, like delete the apps off your phone for a month. You're not going to miss anything. You'll be fine. Yep. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yep. Uh, And I I was just listening to one of our podcasts from before to get ideas for the new season. And uh, you had mentioned that you gave up... um, you put your screen in black and white. Oh, I forgot about that. Year. That was that made me so depressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I, just just forget everything I just said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was actually very fruitful, and I spent way less time on it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're gonna take a little music break, and we're gonna come back with the Da Lotional Cup, read <laughs> by Da. we're back and earlier danielle mentioned this little hide button on social media but we weren't sure how to do it but she found it so go ahead danielle so when you're in the explore page and you click on a video or you're swiping through videos there's the three dots on my screen it's the top right if you hit those um you can look down and then you'll see not interested and then it will start showing you less of those types of videos which i found for me to be a very fruitful that's awesome decision yeah (laughs) i gotta do that it's awesome all right, so we're going to do the devotional cup. So season two, we had a saint cup with a bunch of saints in there, or blesseds. Now we have the devotional cup. And, Dan, what's in there? It's like apparitions and what else? Yeah, it's like a miscellaneous like set of um, Catholic prayers, devotionals, uh, apparitions of the Blessed Mother, just like a mix of Catholic 
things cool. that are all there to enhance our spirituality yeah. as um, inspired by the tradition of the church. Meanwhile, Danielle has been shaking this like insanely for the past like <laughs> five if, and a half minutes. If the mic is capturing the beautiful sound. <laughs> I hope so. All right. All right. So whenever you're ready. I warned you guys earlier that I'm probably not going to know what a lot of these things we'll are. We'll see. But that's we'll okay because I will learn. I'm going to bet that you will know it. All right. The St. Anthony of Puada prayer. Oh, wow. Did I say the that be- right? Yeah. Uh, pa- Padua or Padua? Padua. It's Padua. Yeah. <laughs> either way, cool. I, you know, yesterday was his birthday. Was I always really? know saints' feast days, but I never knew their birthdays, oh, and it was yesterday. Cool. Oh, that's weird. Um, yeah, because it's pretty cool. But I think, is this prayer referring to the be satisfied with me prayer? No, I was uh, thinking of the um, fact that when you say, like, St. Anthony, St. Anthony, please, please come, come around. around. Something's lost that cannot be found. Okay. How people use St. Anthony all the time for uh, to find things. Yeah. I actually have a small story about that if you want to Sure, hear. sure. I, uh, when I was younger, actually right after my conversion experience, I was, like, totally just done with the St. Anthony prayer. You know why? Because I was looking up these lives of all these saints, and I was like, man, these guys were amazing. These women were amazing. And St. Anthony, if you look up his life, like he did some amazing things for the church, right? Like incredible stuff. And um, all we ever do as Catholics now is use him to find stuff. Yeah. I felt like we were totally using the poor guy. Like we don't know anything about him. We don't know what he did. <laughs> he could probably answer so many prayers for us. And it's like, oh, St. Anthony, I, you know, I lost like the, the Cheeto that I was eating two seconds ago. <laughs> I need you to find it for me. It's pretty important. And he would. Right. Any, but he here's, doesn't mind. Okay. But here's the weird thing. When the church comes up with a tradition over time, like the St. Anthony prayer, usually in some weird way, because the church really is God's church, the faithful have this sense of things that like something's going on there and that there's something to it. So I was totally done with that after my conversion because I felt bad for poor St. Anthony in heaven until one time I lost my keys. I was a youth minister, assistant youth minister at the time. I was in a little tiny office with my um, co-worker, Carrie Janice, at Our Lady of Peace, the church where I had my conversion. I'm in there in this office. I was looking around for guys, no lie, like 35 minutes. And remember, a tiny little office room. Like, you know, that 35 minutes, I checked every nook and cranny. Yeah, I'm kind of old for using that, that uh, <laughs> term. I just, we'll just... We'll just forget I said that. <laughs> I checked every spot of this office, right, for my keys. Nowhere. Checked the desk. Nowhere. Checked the floor. Nowhere. Checked everywhere. Checked the bathroom. Nowhere. Finally, I'm like... Why would they be in the bathroom? Never mind. <laughs> you know what? I don't know, but I was checking Mine every- would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somehow, I probably would leave it in there anyway. So I'm like, all right, maybe I should just ask St. Anthony. And I'm like, no, no, no. Don't do that. The poor guy, he's not just like a, you know, he's not just there to help you find things. I got desperate. I said, all right, fine. I said, St. Anthony, and I said it from my heart. God loves when you pray from your heart. I don't always pray from my heart. I got to do it more. But I meant this because I wanted to get out of there. <laughs> I was like, St. Anthony, I'm trying to leave. I, <laughs> I've been looking for half hour. Listen, man. I know. I promise. I might have promised to like, pray a rosary on the way home or whatever. I don't know what I did, but I said, please help me find it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I went back to looking. Without realizing what I was doing, I kid you not, I had no clue what I was doing. I found my hand in the trash can. I remember thinking, why is my hand... I really, I swear, I'm not exaggerating. I thought, why is my hand in the trash can right now? Dipping all the way down into it. Like, I wasn't thinking about what I was doing. Boom. At the bottom of the trash can were my car keys. Nice. Right after I said the prayer. That's and I awesome. didn't realize what I was doing. It was weird. It legitimately freaked me out. Yeah. Legitimately. So, this St. Anthony prayer really does work. Do you guys have any stories of things that you lost? I'm trying to think. The only thing I could think of, it's kind of silly, 
and it will also show our age since we're all pretty much the same <laughs> age but i remember when i was younger i lost this like little pokemon toy and i was what's, just so upset i don't even remember which pokemon pikachu? it was i don't you remember seem like a pikachu person i do love pikachu but i don't <laughs> think it was pikachu because it was like very much the color of the ground and i was just saying that prayer over and over again and finally i found it and it was just a good day that's oh that's cool. awesome that was just super young though but yeah. still it was like even then and you know i always thought well god doesn't care about like your pikachu thing like he cares about your soul and that's absolutely true but i think he might answer these prayers at over little things just for two it things number one right to show you he does care about the little things even if they're not that big of a deal he knows he's aware and he cares and number two to boost your faith yep like he hears your prayers he answers them so maybe now with that even though it's just a pikachu thing <laughs> even though i probably would have found my car keys eventually actually maybe i wouldn't have yeah they you'd the, still be in that office they were in the trash yeah i'd probably yeah. 10 years later just be in the office just rotting away but um <laughs> no in all seriousness though like he cares enough where you know he wants to boost your faith and using that experience, maybe in the future for the big things, you'll have more faith to pray and know the holy answer and teach you how to pray too. Yeah. And I just have to mention his be satisfied with me prayer. It's going to be your spiritual homework for the listeners. <laughs> Look up St. Anthony of Padua, be satisfied with me prayer. It is awesome. Especially if you're looking for a relationship or a spouse, it will remind you to center everything on Christ, like be satisfied with him. And then he'll give you everything else that you, that your heart desires, as long as it's in accordance with his will. So look that up. That's your homework. You know, full circle, the opening uh, stuff in the world segment, we talked about pickleball, how it was becoming such a big deal for me. Yeah, and you exactly. We actually had to like make sure we're satisfied with God first. And well, not just pickleball. Exactly. So when mm-hmm. it comes to social media, when it comes to TikTok, Instagram, whatever you are going through in your life, whatever thing you find you might be a little too addicted to, let's all be satisfied with the Lord first. Yeah. And that prayer is a great way to do that. Mm-hmm. With that being said, let's close with the prayer. And Danielle, do you want to lead the prayer for us? The closing prayer? Yeah, I'll go for it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Very, uh, all right. Father, Son, Father, Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. amen. Dear Lord, we just ask that you guide us in this crazy world, that we may always put you first in our lives, that any distraction that comes our way, you are always first, whether it's social media, family, friends, animals in my case, any of those, th- those things, that they may never come before you, no matter how important they are in our lives. Keep us centered on you always, Lord. And we'll just do a Hail Mary, guys. Sure. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God, pray for us sinners, sinners, now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless. God bless.